0: Hey, ladies, I think we can talk about anything by now. Have you been struggling to lose weight, especially around your belly? You just feel like the weight just just settles there. It just moves in and won't move out. You have brought this up to your doctor, telling them that you are doing all the right things. You're exercising, you're eating less and nothing. And your doctor just pats you on the hand and goes, oh, honey, it's just menopause. Seriously, ladies, it is not your fault and it ain't fair. You know, there's so many myths and misconceptions around belly fat, and it's really hard to know what actually works, but do not worry. Help is on the way. In this masterclass that I have coming up later this fall called Cracking the Belly Fat Code, I will teach you everything you need to know about what the heck belly fat is and finally how to get rid of that stubborn belly fat so that you'll be feeling better in no time. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, do me a favor, make sure you grab a spot on the wait list so that when all the juicy details come out, you are the first person to know. You'll find that in the show notes. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, confident, comfortable and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, Magic Makers, today I had a great conversation with Dr. Joyce Hay-Meyer, and it was, I took pages and pages of notes because we talked a lot about mastering this all or nothing mindset. And I know for me, I was guilty of it. You know, I am a all or nothing recoverer in recovery. And we talked a lot, you know, she said a couple of things that really got my like, aha. She said that all, the all or nothing is a experience of self-aggregation. Self aggression, and that we are either going for unsustainable deprivation or unsustainable overindulgence. And that was just like the tip of the iceberg of things that she said. And, you know, she gave a quick exercise for you to do. And it's really, you know, me, I'm big on journaling, but it's really asking yourself really great questions. Because you know how I say, my boyfriend, Tony Robbins, always says, if you ask yourself better questions, you will get better answers. And many of us get caught in the question of why can't I do this? Why am I like this? Why do I suck? Why, why, why? But it's always in a negative connotation. So have a listen because you're going to absolutely love some of the things that suggestions that she brought up and some of the great questions she has, you know, proposed that you ask yourself. So have a listen and let me know how this lands with you. And if you know someone who's struggling with that all or nothing mindset, don't keep it to yourself, girlfriends. Share, share, share. All right. On with today's episode. Oh, magic makers. So this is a such an amazing topic. And I know so many of you are going to be like, pull out your papers and taking some notes and hopefully taking more action than taking notes. This is all about all or nothing. And I am, you know, I'm, I'm a card carrying member of the all or nothing club. I probably should, we could start a support group with the all or nothing mindset. And I had to find someone who is an expert in this. and I brought in Dr. Joyce Haymaker and we're going to talk all about How do we fall into this all or nothing pattern? And for the love of God, how do we break out of this all or nothing pattern? Welcome to the show, Dr. Haymiker.
1: Thank you so much. Thank
0: you, Kim. It's a pleasure to
1: be here with you and your your community.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. You know, I always do a little stalking of my guests and I just love just your approach to everything. You know, it's very... um, Strategic. It's very logical. There is a flow to it. It's not kind of like let's throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Right.
1: Absolutely. know that, that absolutely. I call it data-driven natural yes. medicine because it really does. I really do. I lean on da- data. I will say I equally lean on information. And I think about the difference between the two is like data being numbers, right? Labs and you know real objective data right? yeah. Uh, an information being what you can tell me about your health and your life and your experience that no lab can tell me, right? And so taking those both together and, um, you know, working with our shared intention, you know, really your intention for your health and your life allows us to embark on a journey that is both targeted, right? We we know where we're going and we have signposts along the way, but it also is human, right? You know, when was the last time you went from A to B with only a straight line? If the distance is far, probably never,
0: never. right? Never, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, you know, we want to honor the truth of humanity, but we also do want to keep our North star, you know, yeah. what is our intention for, for your health and your life and, and use that, uh, as the guiding light in the journey along with all of the data and information so that we can be targeted in our path forward.
0: Yeah, no, I, I like that. And, you know, I want to step back to what you said, you know, you said your, um, your labs only tell you part of the story. And I, like when you said that, I was like, oh my God, you know, finally, you know, I know many women, you know, have felt like the doctor, like looked at your labs. Okay. So what's going on, you know, and like quickly, you know, with the with the 4.5 minutes that they have per client and, you know, shoving you out the door when you are like, wait, wait, but I have some, <laughs> I have some questions here. And you just, you know, I feel like, or sometimes the labs, like you look at the labs, you're like, oh, this number seems a little high, or this number seems a little low. You know, are we keeping your my eye on it? Like, should I keep my eye on it? Right. Because it, it,
1: absolutely. And people will come to me with that question all the time. You know, this number was a little high, but my doctor said it was fine. Is it? And yeah sometimes we find genuinely, it's like a, an artifact of fasting, right? There's certain lab numbers that when people are fasting and they're maybe a little dehydrated, they might show up wonky, but as you, the patient, you have no reason to know that, you yeah. know, and So, really so much of my partnership with the people who I work with is about making sure they understand, right. I yeah. want people to be empowered with, the understanding of how their body is working, and how we can help it work better, right? How we can yes. elevate, it and also how that'll show up in your labs over time, right? I right. want to show
0: experience,
1: but uh, you know, for some people, we really want to move those lab numbers too. Otherwise, the path ahead is not looking great.
0: Yes, 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 yeah. Because you know, because I know for I know someone like myself, like I know the math, right? So. And my doctor, she knows I know the math. So I'm like, she knows going to ask her the freaking question. So like, I'm with you, you know, one test, the number's a little wonky. Then I'm like, ah, and then I'll, I'll see the numbers. I'm Like, what did I do the day before? And it's like, did it get a good night sleep? Oh, I, I mean, you know what? I ate a big meal before I went and took tests and I'm like, all right, I, I will, won't get it. I won't go crazy. But the second time that number shows up a little wonky, I'm like, okay, there's something going on here.
1: And, you know, it also depends on what number it is, right? Because not every number gets wonky with fasting and not every number gets, you know, so there are sometimes there are lab numbers where if it's high, like, you know, there's more investigation to be done.
0: Right. And for me, I'm like, I'm with you. Like, it's like, all right, the first time, like, all right, you know, sometimes, you know, labs are a little, you know, whatever, whoever took the test um or perform the test at the lab or what maybe it's a different lab they went to so I'm willing to go with all that but I'm like if over the course of three or four tests I'm like okay this number has remained in the weird zone we should talk right
1: right yeah absolutely absolutely
0: I, I love that and I feel that you know many of us um need to kind of ask the question you know like you could say to me, you know, Kim, um, did you fast? You know, so you make me start to ask myself better questions versus mm-hmm. just, you know, coming in and expecting you to fix me. So well said,
1: Kim, because, you know, really my work with people is a partnership. It is yeah. a collaboration. You know, it's it's funny when, uh, whenever I work with people, the first step before we actually officially work together is exploring, right? Yes. You know going on a date is this a good fit or not you know and that happens through a 30-minute complimentary consultation and when once in a while I'll I'll encounter someone who will say something like how are you going to fix me and um it's not a
0: washing machine it's not gonna fit
1: it's not gonna be a fit right if if you, you know go back to your GP and ask them to fix you, right? But this is not how it works, right? So it, 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 the people who I work with are learners, Yes, right? They really get, they have a say on how their, their health goes, right? Um, it doesn't mean that uh, they get to determine everything, every twist and turn, but they definitely have a say, right? right. And, they get that. and so, um, you know, stepping into working together with a perspective of, How can I? Yeah. And, you know, really having it be a journey of collaboration so that, right, I can gear them up with the information and the understanding and also support them in very specific ways so that at the end of our journey together, the end of our shared journey, our work together, They know how to preserve the outcomes they've produced, right? Right. If it's weight loss, they know how to keep the weight off that they've lost. If it's having their cholesterol in a great range, they know how to keep those numbers shiny, beautiful, and in the green zone. Uh, If it's healthy digestion, they know how to take care of their body such that their digestion is seamless and isn't even on their radar as a concern, whatever it is, they know what to do. And they also know how to keep doing it. Right. right. There's a great quote that is knowledge is effective action. Knowledge oh, is. Effective action. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, anytime someone says to me, well, I know what to do. Yes. Okay, great. But if you're not doing it, it's not knowledge. It's just information.
0: Exactly. I
1: mean, and listen, we're all humans. we all have areas where we know what to do. Right. But, you know, shifting that information into the camp of knowledge
0: is really um,
1: first it's turning it into information and then it's turning it into knowledge that that's really yeah. the journey.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, I, you know, I'd love how you, you, you know, you talk about um, working with you or even your doctor. It's a partnership. You know, it's kind of like there's only but so much your doctor can do for you. You have to kind of take that ball and run with it because it's like you're only with, with your doctor a handful of times every few months, maybe every year, and you can't expect like a, you know you said fix me, right? You know it's we're not a wash machine. We can't be fixed.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: So you know the so this was a great tangent. <laughs> we're like I love I love this, but what I brought you on for is that you know, a lot of us fall into this all or nothing, I think, because we feel like we can be fixed. And mm-hmm. that in order to be fixed, here's the list. And it must all, all be done right now. Or it's nothing. I've, clearly, I'm not going to get any results.
1: Right, 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 right. It's, it's the whole mindset of I must do 30 or paleo perfectly or AIP or whatever the diet right.
0: or all of them at the same not, time.
1: Exactly. Right. I need an intermittent fast and be on AIP and also do CrossFit in my sleep, right. but I need to sleep. I do need to sleep. Um, you know, right. So, right. It's, I'll it's sleep deliberate. in the car
0: while in, during uh, uh, pickup. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. So that, that whole perspective that is, it's either you know, all in or all out, exactly. right? It's either aggression expressed as unsustainable deprivation, or it's aggression expressed as just nothing, right? Absolutely overindulgence, right? So yeah. it's deprivation or overindulgence. And And that's the paradigm of all or nothing. And again, the, the, the common root of both of those, the deprivation or overindulgence is self-aggression. Yeah. And so, you know, when I work with people in their journey to master their middle ground, right, they, they have an aha, like this perspective, first of all, I didn't invent it. I inherited it. Right. Right. I was born into a diet culture.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: if any one of us here, you know, in your audience, you me, right? What if any one of us could have invented our relationship with food out of the gate, we would have invented something much better.
0: Yeah, we <laughs> wouldn't have been That's like you know, if you like putting your, your wish list together, you're like, you know what? You know what I really want? I want a fucked up relationship with food. Right. <laughs> not that sounds
1: great. For like
0: I decades, want that, yeah. You know?
1: I just want to feel like I can't win. That
0: yeah. sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I always want to feel behind. Yeah. That's the feeling I want.
1: <laughs> Love it. So, you know, this broken all or nothing approach, right? When people get this, aha, there's like, I'm done with it. I, yeah. I'm just so over it. And they're ready to embark on a journey of mastering their middle ground. Really the starting point is self-love, Yeah, right? It's self-love in, in, when I work with people, we start by getting them in touch with their intention for their health and their life, right. Their intention for their health and their life. And so for any of your listeners right now, right. You know, if you're driving, please don't do this exercise, yeah. um, but definitely circle back and do it. Uh, but, you know, something I invite you to do is to do a little time traveling. So, You know, time travel five years from now. It's 2027, October 2027, when we're recording this, right? So five years from now. And tell the story of what it is to be you in the world with your health as you intend and desire it be, right? And tell it in first person, first person present tense. Yeah. You know, so that would be something like, you know, I'm 46, so I'd be, you know, I'm 40, I'm 51, and you know, this is how my body is strong, resilient, and my spirit is as well, right? I play throughout the world, you know, whatever I would say, it would certainly be something like that for me, right? But um, you know, inviting people to really step into telling that story of their health as they intend it to be in. And really start to get, you know, if it's the scale that you've been struggling with, okay, yeah, of course, we want the scale to be a number that you love. But really, what does that make available for you? Right, Because it's about so much more than the scale. And if it wasn't about so much more than the scale, you'd already have this area of your life handled. But the scale is not super inspiring. So what's really inspiring is what would be available. You know, when you're freed up from this silly struggle, like life is about so much more. And and really getting in touch with that, you know, gives people an opportunity to start to go back to that as they move throughout their days, going back to their intention. It's like touching home base. And every day, you know, stepping into touching home base at the beginning of your day, cueing into your intention, so that as you start to move about the world, the noise starts to diminish. Right, right. The noise of is this good or is this bad, which is all bull. Right, good right. and bad is the world of morality, and there's no right. morality. For food. Yeah, there's none. Food just produces right. certain outcomes. You either mm. like it or you don't. But there's no right. morality. And so, you know, stepping into a different conversation called, does this align with my intention? You yeah. know, will this actually support me in my journey to make that intention possible? And just one foot in front of the other playing that game.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I like that. You know, I, I ask the same thing to my clients, you know, that we want the good food, bad food list. And I always say, you know, there is no good for bad food. list. It's just a matter of like, is today a day I want to eat based on my goals or is today that I'm going to say my goals are over here and I'm going to have a good day, be it have the ice cream with my kids because it's their birthday or maybe it's my birthday. I'm having a glass of wine and move on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so cool. You know, don't you just love it? Kim? I can only imagine what your clients get out of stepping into that perspective. Yeah. They probably, you know, I would imagine like they learn how to bend and not break.
0: Yeah, and and it's it's so freeing because I mean, you know, you've probably experienced this, like that, like mental prison of not, you know, wanting to be that good parent, but at the same time, you're like, it's ice cream, it's cake, you know, and not be that like crazy person around food.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. And and what you're pointing to is something that I'm so passionate about, which is you know, guiding you know, women in particular in their journey to create a relationship with food in their body based on peace and empowerment and love. So for themselves, and also so they can gift it to their children,
0: right? You know, because if you think about, you know, I can think of, you know, so many other health and fitness folks, who when they tell about their story of dieting, either they witnessed their parents, their grandparents, someone in their life who struggled with their weight. And, you know, you insert the crazy ass diet from the eighties and nineties, they were on it. And then we're like, maybe you should be on it too. Or, you know, let's go to Weight Watchers together or whatever. And, you know, nowadays, you know, we don't say that to people, our kids.
1: Right, right. Mm -hmm.
0: The thought Mm -hmm. of, you know, telling you to, Telling your kids to diet is, you know, you might as well throw them out in the street in front of a car.
1: Truly,
0: truly. Yeah.
1: It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I feel very, very fortunate that my mom, she never, she, she, to this day, I could be, I, you know, I could wake up with like my hair in a knot and drool all over my face. And she'd tell me I was beautiful. Like, right. thank you, mom. Thank you. Right.
0: <laughs> Or she would find some way to like clean it up. She'd be like, um, Joyce, you know what? Before we head out, look, why don't you get cleaned up?
1: So funny. <laughs> and so you,
0: funny. In your mind, you're like, she's not like you, girl, you look like a train wreck. She'd be like, get uh, a little cleaned up. <laughs> the love. The yes. love right? um, a love that only a mother can see. A mother can only see like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. I'm um, thinking, oh my God, but out of my mouth, it's like, oh, you're so beautiful, darling. Yeah, right, right. Oh my gosh, true. You said something that I, 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 I that I feel like people are like, you know what, Joyce, I get this. You make so much sense. But for a lot of people, I find it is, even though I, I'm clear in my intention, it's the courage to do something different. Mm. I have been dieting, I've been eating the same shit for 15 years. And now you're telling me that I shouldn't have the coffee with um, a smear of peanut butter for my breakfast. Right. Like, you know, know, it's like ripping their firstborn out of their hands.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I would say a few things to that. One
1: is um, you know, supporting people and finding new ways to self-soothe and self-nurture, Yeah, right? I, I really think, you know, when people are turning to food, they're doing it from such a place of wisdom, mm-hmm. right? They just want to feel better. They just want to feel better. And it's so human, like who doesn't want to feel better, right? right. But their temporary solution is going to interfere with a long-term commitment in a really big way. A really, really major big way, right? And so, you know, helping people resource, you know, just new ways of taking care of themselves that feel great, but also will support them in their, you know, fulfilling on their intended future. That's one thing. The other thing that I would say, uh, I heard this a few years ago and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so perfect because Mm -hmm. we can always, we can think about this in a lot of different areas of our life, but, um, and what it is, is that we're always saying no to something, right. We are always saying no to something. So, you know, to, to the gal who loves the, you know, orange mocha frappuccino that has, you know, 80 grams of sugar in the morning. Right. Um, Maybe your next step isn't, you know, a completely, a black coffee, so to speak. Right. Maybe that's not your next step. Maybe your next step is, getting a smaller size and you cut yeah. down from 80 grams of sugar to 60, that's right. a great step, right? So, you know, looking at playing your best game rather than a perfect game is Ooh. gonna go far. And, um, you know, being in that journey continually, right? You go from 80 to 60, you stay there, you stay in those, that, that smaller size, still super sugary, deliciousness, coffee thing, right? And then you know maybe a couple of weeks later you're like okay I'm I'm ready to ask for a half a half of a pump instead of a full pump right, right. kind of just play and the cool thing about that is your brain and your taste buds will adapt right your brain mm-hmm. is where we perceive sweetness and so if you kind of just slowly step into it um, over time it's so fun I mean I'm sure you get this too I love it when I hear from people oh yeah I took a bite of you know, so-and-so's cake. And it was, I couldn't believe it. It was just way too sweet, you know? And, you know, meanwhile, six weeks earlier they were, you know, struggling.
0: I can't give it up. Right. I can't, I can't (laughs) give it up. Right. And so you're right. Cause it's like the, the courage isn't because we're talking about oh nothing. So the courage isn't saying no, you know, no more orange frappuccino. The courage is okay. We know the frappuccino isn't the key to health. Yeah. Yep. So where would you feel comfortable starting? You know, it yes. could be, you know, if you're getting the vente, then can you take that vente and make it a grande?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Or Absolutely. And maybe, you know,
1: part of our all or nothing world is the idea that either I'm doing the venti orange frappuccino, or I'm like suffering having a black coffee, right? Or just not at all, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? And and that's just bull. Like, that's just bull. You know, if you think of any one of us who has mastered the skill called walking and then running. Yeah. Can you imagine if the people around us who were cheering us on, when we learned how to stand, their next thing was like, okay, now you need to sprint down the street.
0: Right. And then, Yeah. (laughs) And then run a marathon, right? Right, <laughs> <Like, laughs> right, right, right,
1: right. Like chop, 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 kiddo.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and I love the walking analogy because you know I think that's one of the things that all of us have witnessed. Uh, we've witnessed someone walk, and we've seen you know the drunken sailor walk from the toddler, and then you know they fall on their butt, and you're like, it's okay. Where if we tried that frappuccino analogy and we failed, sign. See, now I got to get two. <laughs>
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah, imagine with your kiddo, they fell. Oh, sorry, I guess you're just not going to learn how to walk.
0: Right, I guess you'll crawl for the rest of your life. You'll be a 20-year-old crawler.
1: Good luck with that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, so I, I think you bring up a great point, which is really, you know, being compassionate with our humanity, right? When we're up to something big and mastering this area of life is big. And if it weren't big... It wouldn't be a multi billion dollar industry. Yeah. Right. So make no mistake, it takes something to master this area of your life. And it is totally masterable. But, you know, knowing that it takes something, you should know like you're probably going to fall down and it's yeah. okay. Like that's just, you know what you do when you fall down?
0: You get back up. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, as we age, we lose the um, that resilience, you know, because maybe we've had a lot of successes like fast, and things have come to us pretty easily. And you know, so many of us we want that the 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 magic blueprint, you know, take step two, step one, and like put it together like a piece of IKEA furniture. And we're humans, and so you know, we have life coming at us. Yeah. And, you know, I can't, I can't predict once we get off off of this call in your mind, you're like, Oh, I'm get off this call. I'm going to do the next three things. You might get a phone call like, Hey, you got to pick up a sick kid. Well, there goes that day. Or your mm-hmm. boss drops something on your lap. You got to get it done by five o'clock or, you know, whatever. And I think so many of us, plan on the perfect day all the time and if it's not that perfect day all the time or like see so well said kim so well said
1: i was talking to uh gal who i work with earlier today having this exact conversation right she was talking about okay what she was going to do to set her up to have herself up to have breakfast in the morning and and you know she came up with the solution of okay i could make eggs or i could make a smoothie or i could do homemade um oatmeal with flax and blah 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 right and i was like okay great now what's your backup plan when your son you know vomits right exactly you, like, you go clean up after
0: him right the stomach flu hits eggs. your house and you're not right. in the mood to cook <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, what's your backup plan? Cause we need one. Right. So, but it's all part of the journey is learning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. You know, like I, I love what you said, right. You know, planning for the perfect, like that's great,
0: but let me know when that happens. <laughs> yeah. And I always tell my, I always tell my clients, like before I did this, I was a meeting planner and shit always happened. Like you, you're like on the checklist, and then you would get to the site and they promise you you would have whatever they promised you, and you're like, Oh, that screen is 13 inches. You told me it was 30. Oh, what do I do? And it couldn't just say to the meeting, sorry, we're all gonna look on a postage stamp screen. You know, I always had to in my mind have this plan B because you know, mm. shit happens. Yes. And and I, you know, and I'm sure you share this with your clients, like the same shit always seems to happen. So we have to have a a a route, a detour. Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Being strategic is, is really important and also learning what strategies work in different situations. Right. Right. There are going to be strategies that are really helpful for your kind of Monday through Friday workday. There are going to be strategies that are going to be really helpful for a Friday night celebration, or a vacation, or a work trip, right? But right. you know, when people are on the journey, in in you know, coming from a how can I approach over time, they will start to you know, people are so smart; they come up with great solutions. Oh yeah, you no, know? it's like I just love hearing what people come up with in the in the when they get really inventive and they're like, yeah, this is happening. Like yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, for a lot of people, it's the forethought. So it's like, you know, as I'm working with people, I'm like, okay, so you're you're, they're going on vacation. Well, I can't go to the grocery store. Um, so there's these services called Instacart. They'll shop for you. Have you heard of it?
1: Right, right. Oh my gosh.
0: And they're like, oh, well, I'm really picky about my produce. I'm like, okay, but you just buy produce. Can you buy like eighty percent of your food? Through Instacart, and all you have to worry about is produce. Yeah, yeah. So totally. It's, so I think you know, so many people kind of get vapor locked into like this is how it has to be. Yes, and not yes. kind of like, and they're just like in the corner, like, yes, this is like I only can go to the Star Market if I'm done. If I don't go to Star Market, then I'm done. Right. And you're just like, uh are you? And so it's kind of, I think you know, one of the reasons why people should work with a coach. Um, We help you zoom out. You know, it's so easy to get so like, you know, vapor locked that like when you're looking at the forest, all you see is the birch trees and you're like, but there's a pine tree right behind it.
1: Well said. Totally well said. Yeah. Yeah. Like having someone who can help you deconstruct what you quote unquote know is true. Like, oh, really? Do you know it's true? Do you really? You know? And I love, I love that uh, Instacart analogy. I am like a, I, we, I think we're we're uh, equal fans. Oh my gosh, uh, life changing! Having someone gro- deliver my groceries is, I, I wish it for everyone in the world. I mean, it's just like the best.
0: Well, it's funny because it's like there was, there were like there was this company probably like right when the whole internet started, and if, this is when I was working in corporate. I was working crazy hours. And I never went to the grocery store because I was like, the last thing I want to do is go to the damn grocery store. And I sort of ordered from them. And then they went out, this, it was one of those internet startups. And then they went out of business. And I was like, God damn it. Like no one else needs groceries delivered. And it was, Seriously. It was fabulous because it was like, it forced me also to come home from work be like, all right, seven o'clock, they're coming to deliver my grocery. I got to go. I got to go. Right. I, I don't want to miss my grocery delivery. And then I was like, this is just like, it just saves so much time. You buy the same things all the time. So it's just a matter of like, click, 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 boom. See you on Thursday. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I always, you know, a few
1: things, you know, would I prefer a uh, bright red tomato over a slightly dull one? Yeah. But you know what? I hate more going to the grocery store. Right. (laughs) And you know what? No one can chop up my groceries. You know, no one can chop my veggies for me, but someone can shop for them for me.
0: So yeah. I'm
1: use, my whole thing is less, less time shopping, more time chopping.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I always kind of like, you know, it's like I always say to my clients, like, we got to pick our battles. Like I know me, I'm like, yeah, if I, ha- I look at my week, if I, if I have the time, I'll go to the grocery store. If I don't have the time, Instacart is bringing my doorbell and bringing yes. my stuff in my home. Yes, absolutely. Totally and I, agree. And I sacrifice my produce that week or I'm like, you know what? I can go to the grocery store for 15 minutes and grab my produce.
1: Yeah, 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 I I totally agree.
0: (laughs) So I, you know, I like everything you you said, the one thing you said that I want to circle back that I thought was absolutely fabulous. You talked about one of the reasons why we get into this all or nothing mindset is that we have Mm self-aggression. And I was like, you know what? That is just like fabulous. Because I, I I feel that we get into this all or nothing mindset is that because maybe there are things we can't control. It, so- yeah,
1: possibly. I mean, definitely, I think there's an aspect of control. But there's also this aspect of, you know, listen, we have eyes. We want to look our best. There's nothing good. wrong with right. that, as long as it's within, you know, healthy reason, right? Um, but people don't have a really good you know, model for how to get there, right? How to how right. to make those shifts. And so really what they've been dealt is, you know, like look at the gajillion diet books on the shelf. Yeah. You know, and so that is really um, you know when people step into that, you know, diet mentality, it is an all in or all out, right? They're either on a diet or they're off a diet. And right. for most People, you know, just like we were talking about imagining uh, a kiddo who just learned how to stand, you know, saying, okay, now go run a marathon, right? right? It, is, it is like that, right? People just aren't geared up yet to make that kind of a drastic shift, right? So, and in, in, again, you know, I, it's not to say that people need to completely make the drastic shifts of something like an AIP or a paleo or, you know, the diet du jour that's out there, but um, you know, to get new outcomes, you do need to take new actions. Yes. But when actions come from a place of self-love, they're typically sustainable. When actions come from a place of self-aggression, they're, not sustainable or you know on the on the you know diet mentality world um or they're just not gonna get you the outcomes you're committed to right because the you know all the, either you're in the world of overindulgence which is different than indulgence so the world of overindulgence isn't gonna get people the outcomes they're looking for and the world of deprivation isn't sustainable that's not gonna no. get people the outcomes they're yeah. looking for.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Cause it's, I I look at the self-aggression also is that, you know, um, I look at myself in the mirror and I make what I see about me versus other things. And so Mm. I try to have the control with the deprivation or if I feel lack of control, you know, you go to the other side of just like, Mm. these Oreos are going to make everything better yeah
1: sure sure yeah yeah no I, I definitely is it's I can totally understand that it's definitely I think a lot of people are feel the same way and are in the same boat and and there really is a different way of you know shifting and, and the the main thing is that you know it's not about eating perfectly whatever that means yeah it really is being able to be proud of how you're caring for yourself, right? Like not proud so that you can tell people or you get like a trophy or something like that, but just really that you're honoring yourself, right? Because, you know, I don't know, what what would you say? Do you feel like it's self-honoring, deprivation or overindulgence?
0: Yeah, no, I, I like that. Because, you know, I think the conversation we're, we're saying is that instead of having that immediate feeling, like, mm. I must, you know, I was bad, I was good, I must, so it's like, if I'm, I'm bad, then I must either go down that rabbit hole, and just right. see it through the end, or I yeah. must deprive because I was bad. Uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. yes, absolutely. And, and so I think for, for many of us, it's like, having that feeling and just pausing, you know, like having the you know, the foresight to say, okay, something's going on here. I can either, yeah. you know, continue down the path I'm going or I can figure my shit out.
1: Yes. Right.
0: Right. And it's a little bit like looking at like,
1: what what would be helpful in this moment? Yeah. And it, you know, like for me, what would be helpful? And then, right. you know, reflecting on for yourself.
0: And I know for, and I know that, you know, right now, if I looked at you know you said that that, that future person and if I looked at like Kim maybe not five years ago maybe Kim ten years ago if you said Kim ten years ago before you thought you had to be at the gym for two hours and your food had to be weighed and measured every morsel you put in your mouth I don't know if I could have paused and I know some people listening here you might not have that pause but I will tell you that Kim from ten years ago would have been like wait, there's another way.
1: Mm, yeah. Maybe
0: I wasn't ready, but yes. there is another way.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And to your point, right? Being able to pause, that is why I really am such a champion for people starting their day with a pause, right? It uh, doesn't mean a big ordeal. It can be two minutes. Yes of reflecting on what's my intention for my health and my life, because, you know, being able to pause in the heat of a moment when you are upset about a choice Uh. you just made and to, at that moment, not be pulled in the inertia of what used to be a reaction, right? The old reaction, okay, I'm just, I ate three Oreo cookies now. I'm going to eat the whole thing, I ate half a pint of ice cream, so I'm going to eat the whole thing, you know, like whatever it is, you know, you know, what's better than eating a full pint of ice cream is stopping at a half a pint. If that's when you come to, right, the best thing you can do for yourself is dig deep and find a place to pause. And in that moment, just that one moment, don't worry about any other moment, no no other moment in the world matters. Just that one moment, say, we've had enough. I'm gonna put this away.
0: Yeah. No, I, I I like that. And I, you know, I like the the pause piece. And I feel like so many of, and I know about you, a lot of my clients are the like type A plus plus with a side of A plus plus, you know, go get them. You know, yes. If, yes. You, if you tell them to slow down for five minutes, they're like, well, I'm gonna be behind. And I I know me, that was me. <laughs> so You know, I feel like I'm talking to like if I could go back ten years ago and be like, girlfriend, slow the hell down. Right.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah.
0: The pace of life that uh
1: I think the world's starting to wake up a little bit, but the pace of life that's kind of uh, I don't know, put up as uh the end all be all, you know, for everybody. It's for most people it it's not really workable, right? It's not really uh, it's not really a recipe for joy no you know? and uh, I, I think you know uh, it's very natural for people in their 20s and maybe their early 30s to feel kind of hypnotized by oh I gotta go faster I gotta get more and more and more yeah. um but my wish is you know somewhere along the way you know just like you did right people learn to say wait a second is this really how I want my life to go like is this is this what I want my legacy to be that I went really really fast and was really really busy (laughs)
0: yeah yeah it's it's true and again causing you to pause and you know for me you know um up was that big pause for me that was like you know what I kind of like this slow quietness of life versus always being like running from here to there to there yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
1: in the, you know, somewhere in the quarantining world, my husband and I, uh, moved from downtown Chicago to, um, a quiet kind of cul de sac neighborhood in North Scottsdale.
0: <laughs> and
1: it was unbelievable. You know, like I've been a city girl. I went to UCLA undergrad. Yeah. Up in the suburbs. so that's not the city. But from the time I was 17, you were in the, time, the city. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I loved the city, loved, loved, loved the city. Could never imagine not living in the city. It was like part of my identity. Yeah. Kind of like, about the people who are like, but I have to pick my own produce. It was like, but I have to live in the city, <laughs> right? And then we got to this sleepy little cul de sac neighborhood. And on the third day, I looked at my husband, Chris, and I was like, I didn't even notice how much tension I was carrying in my body, you so know, like, there. and I love Chicago. It's a great city. Yeah. It took getting out of the hustle and bustle and a lot, a lot of people in a smaller space. I mean, Chicago's not exactly like the tiniest town, but still it's a lot of people in a small place, space, you know, it's still a big city. And so being able to step out and feel what that was like, I was like, gosh, oh. I don't, I don't really know if I ever want to do that again.
0: <laughs> it's funny. Cause it's like, I, I feel the same way about the city. I'm like, I need to be able to like walk to the grocery store. If I need cream for my coffee. Like, yeah. I, yeah. And we have gone like into like, you know, the, I, I call it the country. We have gone to the country and I'm like, I'm at my, you know, I'll be at, a, at the house and I'll be like, um, so it's a 30 minute drive to the store. Do I want to go? And and I was like, I always bring all this food with me because I'm like, I can't think about 30 minutes to the store. Right. Right. Totally. Totally. So I totally get like some, like something things are a little too slow. So I need to find that like in between. The middle ground.
1: It's the theme, yes, right?
0: The middle ground. And so speaking of which, you have a program coming up or it, Or is that your evergreen program?
1: So, I actually, so the beginning of 2023, I am going to be launching a program. You know, what's better than January? Uh, but really, you know, inviting people to step into a whole new approach, right? This is not a 30 day fix it program, right? And so, uh, in January, 2023, I will be launching mastering your middle ground and, uh, you know, between now and then for any of your listeners who would like to connect, they can go to WellEmpower.com and schedule a complimentary 30 minute conversation, Um, and, uh, whether it's to explore working together one-on-one or explore participating in the 2023, uh, Mastering Your Middle Ground, uh, course, it would be a pleasure to connect with, uh, any of your, your listeners here.
0: And what are you going to be covering in Mastering the Middle Ground?
1: Well, really, it's going to be a journey that, uh, guides people in, Stepping out of the broken all or nothing approach. Right. So guiding people with the information, inspiration and strategies that are fundamentally required to master anything. And in particular, mastering weight loss. So uh, that will be the conversation for, for, you know, I haven't quite decided if I really want it to be six months and I keep going back and forth and like, Oh, should I make it four months, six months, but it's going to be (laughs) multi-months.
0: Yeah. I feel like, you know, like your gut tells you like, you know, what people, what it'll take for people to, it's practice, right. You know, like where you're asking the participants to think different. And you know, for many of us, you know, I know everyone or I don't know who came up with it 21 days to you know create a habit. And you know, let's be honest, how many times we've done something for 21 days and we're like, I'm gonna need to do that again. (laughs) Right, right, right. And then maybe again, maybe again. Yeah.
1: Well, and the thing is with weight loss, you know, that's such shenanigans anyway, because to master weight loss, it's not one habit.
0: No, it's no
1: about, you know. I would guess it's probably about, let me just think objectively for a second. Truly, I would guess it's about 200 habits mastered in multiple situations and environments. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's not going to take 21 days. (laughs) No,
0: because that's like, you know.
1: (laughs) But it's also not going to take 20 years, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, when you know, I I always feel like whenever I hear people say they're going to do this you know, 30 day jumpstart. And I was like, day 31, what are you going to do? What's day 31 look like? They're I, like,
1: I, order pizza and drink bottle wine.
0: <laughs> right, celebrate that I graduated.
1: Hilarious, yep, totally.
0: Yeah, So no, I, I like that because it, it is, I I think for many of us, it is trying to find our, our footing when there is not perfection. You know, that yeah. what happens, like, you know, we, we have alluded to, like what happens when I travel? And I don't have that, like, you know, I can't make my own vegetables, my own salad. Like, what do I do? Or birthday parties or, you know, the holidays at the time of this recording, the holidays are coming up. And like, that's always kind of like a big shit storm for so many people.
1: Yes. Yes. So it's like, you know, with, with that in mind, you know, these, this holiday season, right. Like for your listeners, everyone, right. It's if you can just step through the holidays leaning into what's the best choice I can make right now. Oh, yeah, so You can play that game. You know, if the best choice you can make is having three cookies instead of five, that's awesome. If the best choice you can make is having four drinks instead of eight, that's awesome. You know, but really if you can in earnest answer that question and play that with your heart, that's, you know, you'll get me standing and applauding all day long.
0: I, I love that. Cause it's like, We, you know, we think I have to go to this party and white knuckle it, like no, no drinks or, oh, don't let them pull out whatever the thing is your Achilles heel. Right. And, but if you say, you know what, that Achilles heel is really freaking good and I'm going to have it, have Mm that, especially, you know, I think, I think it usually comes around like Thanksgiving, you go to Thanksgiving and, you know, aunt so-and-so has her world famous Insert the world famous thing that she has, and if it is world famous and it does really taste good, have that. But if it's world famous in her mind and it tastes like crap, don't have it. Right, right. Oh my
1: gosh, I used to work with this woman in her journey. She used to call it. Uh, it was bread for her. That was her kryptonite, and she created this term. She's like, but it wasn't worth it, bread.
0: <laughs> I was like, okay cool right exactly you know because like some you know sometimes you take a couple you're like something looks really good and I've been guilty of it like it looks fabulous you take a bite you're like oh not not good. yeah (laughs) not what I like in your mind you made it all sexy and then you like went to go take a bite you're like oh it's it's kind of like the it's kind of like the the cute guy that you see across the room and you're like he's gorgeous and then he talks he's dumb as a box of rocks You're
1: like, wow, not as cute after all. Right, Right. right, go
0: back to where you came from.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
0: (laughs) This has been absolutely fabulous. And the one thing I ask all of my guests before I close out the interview is, what's one thing that makes you feel magical?
1: One thing that makes me feel magical is using my body in nature. I just, I adore... I adore being outside in lovely weather and um, using my body. And in particular, I adore hiking.
0: So hiking
1: makes me feel magical.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you probably get to do a little bit more of it a little closer to home now that you've relocated to Arizona.
1: Well, uh, we actually, I do get to do some of it closer to our home. But I no long we no longer live in Arizona. We know ah. we live in Switzerland. So <laughs> wow.
0: Oh my god! So you're the hills are alive there, like <laughs>
1: literally, they're singing out
0: my door. Um, so it is uh, the mountains here. They
1: can move me to tears on a daily basis. They're unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it, it, I've been to Zermatt, and you like look around, and like everything is a, a postcard. <laughs> Truly, truly, that's awesome. I love that you've been there. That's
1: that's great. Yeah, yeah.
0: everything there is a, a a postcard, and you're just like, where can't I look and see beauty? It's true. It's true. It, it's so awe
1: inspiring. So to me, it's like you know, using my body in that kind of beauty is oh, it's just it's awesome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I love that. And um, where can people connect with you um, in the social world? Yeah. So
1: social media, Instagram at well-empowered. So Instagram at well-empowered. And, you know, like I said, for anyone who would like to connect on a zoom conversation, wellempowered.com, please click and uh, find yourself a time on my, on my calendar.
0: Cool. 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 This has just been such a great conversation. I mean, you just, I mean, I, I would you notes. Know, there's so many great takeaways from this conversation and I hope everyone listening has taken you know the one thing I'm going to take away is what's the best choice right now right that's how I'm going to break away from my perfection is just like in this moment best choice like even if if it is have the 20 Oreos go for it 20 20 Oreos is better than 40 right
1: better choice yeah so really just answering that that question I love it that's great Kim
0: yeah so thank you so much for taking the time. And I, God knows what time it is in Switzerland. I can't even do, t- I, I I suck at like um, clock math.
1: It's, it's, it's daily mental gymnastics for me, but it is currently a little bit after 10 PM, which is all, all right.
0: good. Yeah. That's yeah. not so bad. All right. totally. Well, thank you so much. And magic makers, feel free to reach out to her. I am sure that if you are struggling with this, she can definitely help write your ship out of this all or nothing place into that place, what she calls uh, mastering the middle.
1: Thank you so much, Kim. It's been such a
0: treat to be with you and your audience. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.